The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, and it's that 49ers week. It's that it's that game you guys have been talking about for a long time, rightfully so. I did did my best to kind of try to hit the brakes, but um, and I think, you know, there was some reason for that. I mean, you didn't want to look too far ahead because... You know, you had games that you had to win. I, I thought I thought for the, the longest time when I was hearing people say, what's the next test? Is the 49ers the toughest test? I thought the toughest test was to get to 4-0, and they didn't make it. They didn't make it. They didn't get there. Uh, so, you know, that, that was a little test along the way. And, uh, you know, you got tests. You got quizzes. You got pop quizzes. You got things like that. But you know what kind of test you're going to have here against the 49ers. Uh, this is the team that's ended your season the last two years. They look better than they looked before. Uh, in those those two seasons, so the, the, this is going to be an outstanding challenge, and one that that you know we'll see if the Cowboys are, are ready for, and then the whole world's going to watch it. I would imagine um, on Monday or Tuesday of next week, you, you're going to get emails, or we're going to get emails and, and and stories that the the Cowboys 49ers was the most watched game in since whatever time. I mean, this is just one that I think everybody wants to see. Um, and it's always a great matchup. You're, you know, Cowboys and 49ers got history. It's got it's got some drama. It's got some chippiness now. You know, the 49ers were they uh they brought it to the Cowboys last year. They they tried to play the mind games with the kicker and all that kind of stuff and uh, I don't I think the I think Cowboys will be ready for it as well. All right, we got the we got some callers already on the line. You guys know the drill now. 888-855-2297. There's storylines when it comes to injuries. Uh, things are trending up, I think, for, for the, the Cowboys. Not a lot of major injuries at all. It looks like Tyron Smith might have a chance to play this game. Uh, Rico Dowdle uh, banged up some with a hip injury. Maybe he he might be able to to play, but I, I would imagine that he might need a, a couple of games. Uh, I would say I would think Malik Davis would be an option there from the practice squad if they want to go that route. But... For the most part, I think the Cowboys are looking pretty good from an injury front. I would think Micah Parsons and Zach Martin both uh, could be limited and wins these practice, but they, they'll they be ready to roll. All right, callers are ready to roll. Let's start it off. Uh, Devin in Houston. Devin, you're number one. Let's go. How's it going, Nick? Good, uh, man. I just want to say I, I appreciate everything you do. Um, I'm super glad you got your own show, although I miss you on the break. Thank you. I always find myself agreeing with you on there, but I really love your new show, man. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, just uh, I got one comment and then one question. Uh, my comment is just that I love that you always stick up for Dak. I'm so tired of all these fickle Cowboys fans who make us look like we don't have any football IQ. Anytime Dak makes a mistake, they want to replace him, but they don't know for who. And they don't realize how hard it is to find a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, just look at the amount of first-round picks that are bust with quarterbacks. And, you know, all these people who get contracts and they never play good. But Dak is good. So I just want to say that I appreciate that you uh, kind of stick up for him and uh, help the fans to stay calm. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I have a, a comment on that um, as well. But I know you have another question. 
Yeah, my question um, is not related to the San Francisco game. I uh, hope that's allowed, but I thought it was kind of a fun question, and I thought you'd be the perfect person to ask. All right. Um, if you could make any Cowboys player on this roster five years younger right now, and they also lose five years of experience, right? But if you can make any Cowboys player on this roster five years younger right now, who would it be? Who would yours be? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling between Tyron Smith and uh, Stephon Gilmore. Mm. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Devin. Uh, so you lose five years of experience, but you also lose in five years of the wear and tear as well. Um, that's pretty good. If you would ask me last year, I might have said Zeke, uh, just just because of, of the type of runner that you would get. That's a good one. Tyron Smith's first guy that came to my mind uh, because you he can lose five years of experience. He was really good uh, five years ago too. He's making All Pros. Stephon Gilmore with Diggs' injury, that's a that's a pretty good one too. Because when he was playing, he might have won Defensive Player of the Year five years ago. I'm not exactly sure. It might have been 2018, but like that's that's a really good one. Um, Great question. Never heard that one before. Never heard it presented that way. So I, I really like it. Um, let me think about that. And callers, if you guys call in and, and you you want to chime in as well, Tyron Smith would be the leader in the clubhouse for me right now. Just a, just a, a left tackle that that was you know that that can play at a very very high level. Um, that would be that would be one that that I can that I would think of right there. All right, uh, let's go to uh, and also what he said about Dak. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that I, I don't want to say I'm always sticking up for Dak. I, I think there's some callers that would probably come in and say that that's not the case, but it's, it's like, it's like owning a house. Okay. Like something happens in the garage and the attic, something happens that, that you don't like, you don't just go sell the house. They're like, Oh, well we gotta, we gotta move now. I mean, like if it's that, and that's kind of the way it is. Every time something happens, like, well, he's not the guy and you got to move on it. Think about what it takes to to just move, move houses and sell it and do all the kind of things because there's there's one thing that's wrong. And and that's that's kind of the way that it is. You can't just pick up and move all this thing, all the time when you've invested in the quarterback the way that they have. Uh, you you want him to be perfect. He's not. He's not. And I haven't found one that that is. But but in Kansas City is pretty good, but he's pretty close. But but he's, you don't have that guy. You don't have him, and 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 quit trying to compare him to that. Same thing with Romo. Everyone would always say, "Well, you know, look at Manning, look at Brady. He's not that. No, he's not that, and he not, he will never be that." And and the scouts and the teams that did not draft him knew that. Same type of thing. But I think Dak is good enough. Uh, he's good enough to win win games for you, and he's the right guy that you want in the locker room. They get this whole thing together. Uh, he, he he is definitely good enough to win uh, football games uh, and, and and the games that you want. All right, uh, and second caller is Nick in Austin. Nick, what's up? Hey, how you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me back on. Um, I just got a couple things. Uh, a couple things. Number one, off the top, from hearing what you just said, uh, Dallas is not going to move off from Dak. He's going to be here a long time, so fans just need to get on board with that. But um, number one, with the offense, I want to ask is um, I, I don't know all the terminology like you do, but don't you think? And maybe they'll do it further in the season. They haven't really done any RPOs. I've seen lots of times where. 
Dak will hand the ball out to the running back, and he, like, rolls out. And if he had just held over the ball, he had a wide open field. Yeah. yeah I think, and then, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then uh, number two, uh, defense, um, I, I think they're great. As long as we can, like, I think just, you know, McCaffrey. If we can hold McCaffrey in the running game down, then I think we got a real chance. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call. Easier said than done with, with holding him down. And, and that's, you know, that's that was been my big, you know, all off season. all I could think about for this team was, you know, why they lost, why they lost to to the 49ers. And, and I've, you've heard it. You've heard me say it is that they just didn't have the weapons on offense. They didn't have enough guys to go to. It's like basketball. You, you, you know who your shooter is, but you need three or four other guys because on, on every, any given night, you can't hold everybody down. They're not all going to have off nights, and that's the, kind of the way I look at the 49ers. I mean, the, Debo's doing his thing, McCaffrey's doing his thing, and if not, then Ayuk does this, and then you got Kittle, and you got to deal with – I mean, then you got – and they, they've, always, they've added other guys too on the other side. I mean, that's, that's, the, way that, that's the way that they are. And then on top of that, their defense is, is, is nasty on the, on the other side. And I think the Cowboys needed to to get to that point where they have more options too. Um, and I think that's where, you know, signing Tony Pollard again, getting Brandon Cooks along with CD. Gallup can be a weapon. You know, he, he can be. Uh, they don't they don't really have that so much from the tight end, but I think Jake Ferguson is kind of get evolving into that uh, as well. But it, it just comes down to weapons, and then Dak can be one like like the caller said on the RPOs. I mean, I do think that there's there's some yards on the table that that he's leaving uh, in the red zone there, uh, and I think those run pass options is something that that he has to look at and make sure that they they kind of get going uh, with that. All right, let's roll to the um, text uh, text line. We've got one from uh, Joe in Montrose. Pennsylvania. He says, I think Leighton and Damone Clark need to have the game of their lives this week to beat San Francisco. Does uh, does Malik Davis get most of Dallas carries if Rico is out? Uh, I think he does. I think, I think that's, I think that's a natural uh, move because not only that, but, but Malik Davis is a really good special teams player and you need that backup running back to be that guy. I think they do that before they would re-sign uh, Ronald Jones or something like that. I think Malik Davis would be one that that you could you could call up for this game. Um, so, and game of their lives from Leighton and uh, and Damone. I mean, it's it's important. There's there's no doubt about it. When you got you the screens uh, that they like to run with McCaffrey, uh, Debo. What is he? Uh, I mean, what what you know? Figure out where he is. He can do all kinds of things. They like to go east west a lot, and that that means those linebackers are going to have to be on the move uh, for sure. All right, Tim and Grapevine. Tim, what's up, man? Nick, I got a fever, Uh-oh. and the only prescription is Wanye Thomas. Okay. Can we get Wanya Thomas some more playing time, my guy? Okay. My goodness. Tylenol doesn't work. You want to you want to go Wanya Thomas? Not. Oh, I, I need some more Wanya Thomas. Okay. I mean, in my opinion, never heard that NFL. one before. I've never I've never heard that. I would just go. <laughs> I, I never I've never I've gone to the drugstore before. I've never seen I've never seen the Wanya Thomas there. Is that is that hey, a, over hey. the counter? Where do you, where do you hey, get the hey. Wanya? You have to be eighteen <laughs> to get that. You got to be AT T Stadium. You got to be there, <laughs> midfield, looking okay. up that big screen. Hey, in my opinion, in the NFL, it's a young man's game. 
And when a puppy bites, you got to play him. I mean, Donovan, he might be a little rusty. Maybe he's just a little bit slower than Wanye, not as long. But to me, oh, I mean, I, I just feel like Wanye's range and length is such an advantage, especially in coverage. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, I I know Dan Quinn. You know, yeah. he knows he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a great coach. I'm a you know Monday morning quarterback, but I just kind of think yeah. Wanye's got something, and he's got to play a little bit. And then my thoughts um, on this game is, I mean, the Cowboys obviously have to stop the run. If they can stop the run, I, I, I think we can harass Brock Purdy and, and make some plays. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, that, and, yeah. And, and, and and at this point, I, I really don't have a lot of confidence in Mike McCarthy. I hate to say it, you know, I don't like to bash the coach, but his offense is clunky. The red zone offense is clunkier. They got to figure something out, and this is the week to do it. Yeah. But thanks. I'll hang up. All right. Time. All right. You know, um, that's that's interesting. I mean, you know, and 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 that's a that's a big picture uh, take right there. It's not just one week, and and that's that's a you know that's what I always tell people not to do. Don't don't just take one game and just say, all right, this is this is the way it is. And it happens a lot from a negative standpoint. So Tim, I, I appreciate the fact that you know Mike McCarthy's coming off a game where he they had a great coaching week. They dominated. Uh, you know, they dominated that aspect of the game, too, against Bill Belichick. He's never been beaten like that before. Now people up in New England are saying, is, is, is the old man lost it now, you know? And um, I think everybody was worried about that game. Everybody thought that that the Patriots would have, you know, Belichick would have, you know, something up his cut-off sleeves, you know? He'd have something for him, and they didn't, you know? But, ne- but now we're going into the San Francisco game, and, and, you know, here's one view that says I don't really – I don't really, you know, have confidence in, in, in them, him in this game. So we'll see. I mean, it's uh, they are going to have to figure out the red zone. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Wanye Thomas having to play or getting to play more. I mean, I think I think that's that would be good if he if he could do that. But again, you know, Donovan Wilson has been a really good player for Dan Quinn's defense. Um, you know, when he he's coming back from his injury, and I think. You know he's just he's a playmaker too, and uh, you you said when puppies bite like Wanye, okay, but but Donovan's a dog too, so you got to figure out how to, you know, who you want to play in a game like this. Because I can promise you this: you, puppies aren't going to win against the 49ers. and I'm not saying that about Wanye, but that's your analogy, so I'm going with it. That's not what's going to win. You need dogs, you need lions, wolves, all that good stuff. All right, um, Allen in Clearwater, Florida. Allen, what's up? Hey. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. So uh, I'd like to chime in on the topic of Dak and the offense, and I want to um, echo your sentiments here on the uh, analogy about the house. And here's been my opinion about Dak and the team for some time. And I I think it's pretty reasonable, and I think it – I defy any of the callers or anybody to really poke holes in this. Here's the thing. Everybody agrees, all Cowboy Nation agrees, and even the country, that this team is talented enough – to win everything. We have the talent. And everybody also recognizes that Dak Prescott, he's not a Patrick Mahomes, but he won the example that we always give is the Tampa playoff game last year. And there have been other games. Dak Prescott is certainly good enough to win championships. The league has proven there's not just one way to win Super Bowls. If we go back to that uh, Baltimore team that beat um, the Giants, I think it was Brad Johnson or some 
some very mediocre quarterback with good defense and Dilfer. playing, you know, oh, oh, Dilfer, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. But you're right. Brad Johnson won one too for, for the uh, Bucks. So yeah, you're right. Okay. So here's, here's my perspective on this. The issue is it's all about coaching and it is about the coaches putting their players in the position to win these games. And that's what I really like so far about Mike McCarthy and what I, I called into your uh, show with um, when uh, Jason Garrett was, and I was putting a lot of the blame on him at the time. The most important coaching skill, in my opinion, is putting the right players in the right schemes to use your talent and in-game adjustments. And what I liked about Mike McCarthy last week, there was a point in the game where all the short passes from Dak were being stopped. And then he went to the intermediate passing game. He adjusted. It may have been his play all along, but nonetheless, you saw what an in-game adjustment can do, and the offense started moving the ball. If Dak Prescott is what he is, and after eight years, I think we see what he is, the fact that they brought in a new quarterback's coach for him this year, and they're designing a system that is Dak-friendly, this is what must continue to happen, but I would go a step further. If Dak is still making some of the bad plays because it's a bad call, it's a bad read, it's a bad throw, there may be more work that still needs to be done. And if the coach, the quarterback coach and McCarthy, if they're doing their job, this will continue to improve, and I think we'll see the team get better and better. But the bottom line is this is a quarterback that is certainly talented enough to win it all if he's in the right position. That's my point. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Alan. Um, I agree with that. I do. I think that he's he's talented enough. I mean, I think, I think like you said, there's a lot of ways to win uh, the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy has done it uh, as well. And, uh, you know, he did it with, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, you know, you you can say all you want to about well that you know he had Aaron Rodgers. All right, well Aaron Rodgers hasn't won it again. I mean, like, you know, I don't. So it's it was just a, it was a it was a good really good football team that year, and that was one way to do it. And I think that he understands how to how to win. And and um and yeah, we, we've seen Dak have some success. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come. It's they they need like I always say they got to have something phenomenal they have to have a part of their game that's just off the charts and if it's the defense fine play like it but play like it all the time because you can't just let arizona go and do what they did a couple of games ago so maybe that was the wake-up call that they needed all right dimitri in rio grand valley dimitri hey, what's up nick how you doing bro? Good. how are you um i wanted to chime in on the offense a little bit too um but more so more so of a, a schematic thing. Okay. I think um, I've really been appreciating the way Nick, I mean, not Nick, who, Mike, uh-huh. has been taking the ball first. You like and, that? And, and the reason I do is because I think the way that this team is structured, and I think this week we'll see it, like, I think Dak Prescott gets a lot of, of unfair scrutiny, right, obviously, because he has a star on his helmet. Uh-huh. Like, that's the same guy that that's had the number one offense probably, what, two or three times out of the last five years. Like, I think everyone, he can spin it. And I think if we needed him, like, like we had Kellen Moore, we'd score 40 points a game like we did last year. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if we played that way, right? I think ultimately, though, when we put – when we go up three, because we we're moving the ball on everyone. Yeah, we're struggling in the red zone, right? But we're moving the ball up and down the field at will. I'd almost like to see Brock, Brock Purdy have to play from behind. 
And I think that is where we have we're having these blowout wins. Yeah. Because if we get up ten, seven points, and you're not and you go three and out, and the Cowboys kick a field goal and it's ten zero, and then we we hold because we're we're winning the t- the time of possession too. If you can hold that, and then you know we go into halftime and it's thirteen to three or something like that. I think quarterbacks now we're putting we're allowing the best part of our team, which is our pass rush, our front seven, to create havoc and then that leads to Deron Bland catching picks. That leads to turnovers, strip sacks. And then the game gets stretched out. Now we're winning win the field position and I just I really like the fact that Mike takes the ball first and I wanted to poke your brain about yeah. that. What did you, what do you think about that? I um I like it when he ha- when the Cowboys have the ball, uh, and then when the start of the third quarter, I don't like it because I the Cowboys don't have the ball. Um, personally, I in this this game, I think all games are different. This particular game, I would not. I would defer. I would play defense first. And the reason why is, as I think, the big question mark. There's a lot of question marks about this game. But I want to see how the Cowboys can can stop the 49ers. I want to see if this defense can stop all those weapons that they've got over there. And I think that's what I would want to see first. Also, the whole elements of the game. If you've been to an NFL game and you and you sitting in your stand in, in the stands and and right when the kickoff is going on, it is a frenzy, okay? Especially a night game that they've been all day in the parking lot, everybody waiting to go, waiting to go. That place is going to be rocking. I would rather the defense go out there and play than than have Dak can't hear and all that kind of stuff. Because I can promise you this, coming out of the third quarter, when half the stadium still forgets that it's only a 13-minute halftime and they're standing in line and they're trying to get back to their seats, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. And that that scenario you just said about being 13-3, to three, that sounds great. I don't have confidence that it wouldn't be 13 to 10 in five minutes if the 49ers got the ball to start the third quarter. That's that's what I think. I just always like to have the football in the third quarter. If I've got a lead, let's build on it. If I'm down, got to get back in it. I just like having the ball in the third quarter. But there's different ways to, to do it, and I kind of appreciate the fact that, that some weeks McCarthy changes it up. All right, uh, let's go to Rob in Vegas for the next call. Rob, what's up? Hey, Nick, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Coming off the New England game, I think a couple of things really stood out. I think one, with the Ron Bland playing so good like that, I think it just takes the sting out of losing Diggs. It's not that the other players didn't know how good Bland is, but when you see the plays he made, those were Diggs type of plays. Mm -hmm. And hell, he almost had four interceptions. Yeah, he did have some others. Yeah. I think uh, it just gives more confidence. When you see it, uh, maybe now uh, they go. Dan Quinn goes back to calling a defense more like when he had Diggs. I think that was the best game Dak played this year, throwing the ball. I thought some other games he was kind of aiming the ball because he was trying to be too careful. He actually threw some really good passes in that game with with authority. He really fired it in there, and I thought he looked good. He looked confident. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's because he had his offensive line, and I think, hey, there's no excuses. You go into San Francisco, and you have to win this game. You're you're healthy, pretty much. Knock wood. You're coming off a big win. Everybody's talking about coaching. Coaching is overrated 
We just beat the greatest coach in history 38-3. to Bill Belichick didn't forget how to coach. He just doesn't have Tom Brady. I mean, you name a great coach, he's got great players. Jimmy Johnson, great coach, went to Miami, didn't win anything. Uh, the only guy that did less with more, uh, more with less is maybe Bill Parcells. He took those giant teams that weren't overly talented and won Super Bowls. But, no, we, we're, we're primed to go. There's, there's no reason why we can't get in there. Just tackle well. Don't give up big plays. And make Purdy beat you. If Purdy beat you, then so be it. Just don't let McCaffrey beat you. And I agree with a couple other calls. When you watch the game on the RPOs with Dak, you have to keep the ball sometimes. You have to keep the ball because the defense is going to be just, he's not, he's not going to run. I think this is the game. Dak usually will pick a couple of games during the season, big games where he plays like 2016 Dak. I think this will be one of them, and I think the Cowboys win. All right. All right. Calling it early. I don't agree with coaches uh, that, that coaching is overrated. I understand what your point is, though. Players, you know, matter. I mean, but but I, I, I've seen some, I mean, like you said, Parcells is, is a great example. Not just those giant teams. How about the 2003 team with Quincy Carter and Troy Hambrick as your as your quarterback and running back? That team went 10 and 6. Um, you know, he, he turned that around in, in, in one year. Um, I, I think I think the more than anything about the players, coaches. I think what the coaches provide is is the culture. Is it, is changing the culture for the football team in a positive way, or uh, you want it to be positive. I think that's where where coaching really matters. And so you know, the, and that that stuff happens way before even training camp. You know that you're building that. You know, and and then and so continuity helps as well. You know, you you, you want to make sure that, that the coaches and the assistants are also intact, so the scouting department knows what they're what they're drafting for and and what kind of team that they're going to have. So um, coaching definitely matters, and it matters. You know, and and I thought you know th- go back to Jason Garrett. I mean, the biggest knock on him was was game management stuff, but you know, Jason knew how to how to how to build a culture. I mean, this guy had the same message now for about eight nine years. And he, it was working. I mean, it, it worked. They had good football teams. They didn't have great football teams all the time. They had good football teams. Um, so I, I think it, it, it matters. I think McCarthy's done a good job of the culture uh, as well. We're going to go to break. We come back. We have a caller on the line. We'll get some more calls. We'll get some texts here on Cowboy Storyline. Be right back. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop Ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline here. We've got a few more minutes to go. Uh, got some callers on the line, so we're going to go right to it. we got Jim in Pasadena. What's up, Jim? Jim, what's up? Yeah. You're on. Let's go. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I'm just I'm just wondering where the optimism is coming from about Dallas stopping the run. They didn't. They didn't stop the run in the first half, if you look at it. And what stopped them was New England's offensive line jumping off sides mm-hmm. or drop passes. Take a look at it and tell me what you think. That's all I got to say. Thanks. Okay. Can do that right now. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. Not to be like simplistic about it, but they they won thirty eight to three. They they won thirty eight to three. They 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 did they stopped them. I mean they they stopped the, the Patriots. The Patriots got one drive. It's the first drive out of the shoot. Usually that's going to be a team's best drive. They're going to move the ball. They're going to find some place that they think is going to work. And they did. They they got a big big pass and they got down there. Um, but they couldn't run. They couldn't run down there. They had to throw it in. They couldn't throw in the red zone defense, and they kicked a field goal, and that was it. That was it. They didn't do anything else the rest of the game. So I, I, I don't have to go back and watch that game and say, well, maybe they did. I mean, that it all factors in. It all factors in. They, they, if if they could really run the football, they would have, and they, they, they couldn't. They're not going to put that game on Mac Jones. They know that going in. The goal is to run. That's why they signed Zeke. That's why they added him with Stevenson. They wanted to have that kind of uh, one-two punch. It didn't work. I don't think that, I mean, yeah, they might have hurt themselves with penalties and all that stuff, but they played 60 minutes of football, and they didn't They didn't run the football. Um, so I thought the Cowboys did stop the run. But does that, ma- does that matter? This is, a different, this is a different animal. This is a different animal coming up against against the uh, the 49ers. They, they've stopped the run in, in certain games. They had... The Giants couldn't do anything. The Jets couldn't do anything. The Cardinals did. Cardinals had a really good game plan, and they took it to them. Um, the The goal for the Patriots was to run the football. They did not. They scored three points. So I think the Cowboys did stop the run. Does that mean they're going to stop it against the 49ers? Not exactly. Different, like I said, different animal, different beast. All right, Chris in Miss, uh, Mississippi. What's up, Chris? Man, I'm going to tell you what. I, did you did you have anything to do with them playing that song just then? Playing what song? Oh, Chris thinks I didn't hear it. Did he just play a song for me? Yeah, he played Stampede. That Man, I want to say this. I think that Cowboy fans need to calm down and stop living in the past and enjoy the future. 
because this is a different team. Yeah. And from what I saw from the Eagles last Sunday, dude, if we play defense the way we played against, you know, the three of the four games we played all year, we are going to curb stomp them. And I'm just going on and predicting it. Mm. And I was call I was mainly calling to tell you thank you for not playing that old antiquated junk that Bill and mm. Mickey dug up. And then Chris goes and plays it after I tell him I hate that song. I told I told him he needed to make a new one. So we I think he played it in the break. Anymore. I think he played it in the break. I played it, it right in the breaks because he's never heard the song. I don't song. know what you're talking about. So he played it, and I was so, like, oh, okay, cool. Don't ever play that thanks, on my Chris. show. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, but that's cool. It must be uh, must be nice, you know. Uh, if that's what we're worried about, man, man, the Cowboys are going to be in, in good shape. They're not worried about the Eagles. I looked at that at that Philly uh, Washington game, and I think. Wow, that's that's four tough games. That's the way I look at it. That's four f- tough football games you got to play, and you know that going in. Washington in division game, they 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 play the Eagles better than a lot of teams play the Eagles, and so give give them credit there. Uh, they look pretty good, you know. And the Eagles, I, I don't know about anybody getting curb stomped, but um, yeah, I mean those those games are going to be tough. But yeah, that that song, I didn't know what you were talking about. Chris said it. He played it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, don't play that. We don't need to play it again. But, no, what you heard, you were holding. That's why you heard that in the break. All right, we got some text questions here. Um, who is better for their system, Dak or Purdy? Going into week five, um, this was uh, from Mike in Humble, Texas, I believe. Um, if that, that wasn't his question, then he then he did ask, uh, do you think that um, – the um, do you think Brian Dable showed his quarterback last night uh, – Tossing the tablet. Showed up his quarterback. Oh, sorry. Showed up his quarterback by tossing the tablet. Now, I don't care. And if you get mad, you get mad. I mean, this isn't baseball where you have those unwritten rules. I mean, well, why wouldn't you be upset when your quarterback throws a pick six like that? I mean, I, I, I don't believe in all that showing up the quarterback. I mean, this is football. It's an emotional game. It's emotional for the players, for the fans, for the coaches. So you get mad and you throw your t- – I mean, what, what what are you mad about? Are you mad at him? Are you mad at the play call? Are you mad at the offensive coordinator? Are you mad that, you know, that they signed him? I mean, what are you mad about? I mean, I, I don't – you don't know that. But, yeah, if you don't have – if you don't – I mean, th- this guy – it's not Giants, you know, storyline here, but I'm just saying, you know, th- this guy com- comes in, just like I said about coaching, try to build the the, the – you know the culture. Try to try to say, hey, we're going to be a tough-minded football team, and and it starts with your head coach. And so, if your head coach sits there, doesn't show emotion, then you know, what do you got? So, well, I mean, you could say Tom Landry. I mean, but everybody's different. But I'm just saying, no, I don't fault a guy for doing that. All right, let's go to. Um, oh, and also about the question, Dak and Purdy for the system. I mean, Purdy. I mean, yeah, Purdy's. Purdy fits their system better than than any quarterback probably fits any system. Purdy would be number one against anybody because I mean that 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 is you can you can make the case for against Patrick Mahomes when you're talking about a player that fits the system. This is this is not normal. It's not normal for a guy to be a rookie, the last pick of the draft at Iowa State. And to come in and, and and lead your team to the championship game, and you might have been your injury might have been the reason you didn't go to the Super Bowl. That's unheard of. 
that's that's just not normal. And it is a system. He comes in. He's perfect for that system. So yeah, that's that's a really I, I would say Purdy, and I don't think that's that's a fault at, at but anybody because what he's doing is just not normal for the NFL. All right, Bruce in Houston's our next caller. Bruce, what's up, man? Hey, Nick. What's hey, up, how's it going, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. I was really impressed with the game last week. Uh, I. I because I was excited to see what Dallas would do in response to that Arizona game, and obviously we saw what yeah, they did. Good response. Um, so this is going to be a great test. Uh, San Francisco's had our number, and you know I'm looking forward to see how well they play. I was uh, listening to the interviews of all the offensive and defensive coordinators. I mean, and I'm I'm really proud of the way they, they're so intelligent. I'm not saying the others weren't, but. Just when you listen to them, the, the intricacies of, of the way they talk and the respect they have for the players and vice versa, and you guys ask some great questions during those interviews, I, I, I'm hoping they play well. I hope they win because I think having home field advantage will, will make it a, a big difference. Uh, I doubt they'll curb stomp Philadelphia. That's a pretty good team, and they that's a divisional game. But I like the fact that they're taking them one at a time. I hope nobody runs their mouth, you know, that – first two weeks you know michael was saying we're going to the super bowl i just i just wish they wouldn't do that but um you know i understand young players today but i'm really excited about this game and hope they play and if we lose we lose you know then we still got some work to do but i think that a litmus test uh, uh, of new england yeah they were hurting but it was a good test bill belichick's a great coach but Man, when they play like that as a team and i'm not so concerned with the red zone i know we've been talking about it all week but I mean, it's, it's execution. What I see, the plays are great, and the receivers have been open. They just had some drop balls, and running into each other doesn't help. But wonderful show, Nick. Have a All great right. week. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Love the optimism. I mean, this just just good. Just good vibes there. Good vibes from that call all the way around. Uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here and just listening to that, and and um, you know. I wish I was like that a little bit more. Like with my team, you know, when when things are bad, I kind of I'm I'm a little bit more doom and gloom, um, you know. But I, I pre- and some fans are. I mean, some different ways. But I I mean a lot of a lot of good stuff there. I agree. I mean the red zone, you know. I I think it's it's we've seen enough now to know that that this is this is it's a, it's a problem. Um, I think that they they have to they're going to try to find different ways. One thing that I just looked at in in the game. Uh, Sunday went back and just kind of looked at those plays and it seems to me that maybe they could they could spread out a lot more I thought in training camp they were going to use more of the of the width of the field and I saw two different times where everything was kind of bunched up together and I just think that just helps your defense even more if you try to run they're all right there if you try to pass it just takes too long for them to get where they want to be I think spreading them out just allows you more opportunity to do different things, and um, you know we'll see. We'll see if they if that that's one thing. I'm I'm definitely not a coach, but that I, I I'm always about spreading them out because I just think that it may it's tougher. You know, you're not going deep, so might as well use as much field as you can. And 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 so if you can't go long, why not go side to side a little bit more? I I just think some of the alignments um, could be spread out. That's that's just one take there. All right, uh, let's go to some text questions here. I think the lines are open for a couple more minutes here if you want to jump in. But uh, we have a a text question here from a 940 number. 
He said, could we possibly see more fullback involvement in goal line situations now? Well, Hunter Lipke did score a touchdown. Uh, and, and so he, he, you know, he, he ran the ball, but that really wasn't from the fullback spot. If that, if I remember correctly, that was just from, he was the one back there. Um, I think, I think having him out there, I could see him, you know, as a lead blocker, uh, I could see him, you know, there's times where he might get the football. Um, so they'll, they're going to use him. I mean, it's like I said with him, the, uh, the analogy that I said, was it last week or two weeks ago? He's like the guy in the weight room, you know, he, he's just, he's starting out, you know, you don't know what you can do. You, you give him a little bit. Now you're starting to throw some more. Now you're putting the 45s on there. Now you see the more everything that they've given Hunter Lipke, He's throwing it up. I mean, he's doing it. He's doing everything that you want him to do. Uh, you see him catch the ball. You see him run the ball for a touchdown. You see him as a lead blocker. You've seen him on special teams. I mean, what a great find he's been so far. Uh, the light bulb just – it took a little bit of camp. It took some of the preseason games. I'll be honest, that last preseason game, I, I didn't think – I didn't have him on the team. I don't think the Cowboys had him on the team. I think they had him on a, a spot where let's keep developing him. Let's put him probably on the practice squad. But he goes out and he has a really good game and he shows you a lot of skills that he can do and he was comfortable. So then it's like, all right, let's keep him now. And, and, and now it's just it's just one thing after the other to the point where you think maybe you know he he might be able to to be a difference maker. You know he, he might be somebody that can solve some of your your red zone issues. But I think it has to be him doing a lot of different things, just the threat of him. Is he the blocker? Does he run the ball? Can he catch it out of the backfield? I don't want to call him, you know, number 48 there, Moose. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just mean that's what he became in his career, somebody that could do a lot of different things. All right, text message questions. And this is this is the second guy that's asked. Uh, Stanley from North Carolina. I apologize for not having – this is the second guy that's asked about Trey Lance being someone that could help with insight um, this week. I, I think it's overrated. You know, Will Greer was supposed to help with all these hand signals. That was supposed to be a big deal. Will Greer with the Patriots helping with hand signals. Um, I, I think he got fired from that job, I'm sure, if, if that was his job. Um, I don't think – I don't. I just don't think that matters. I really don't. I don't think that they – that Trey Lance can can help that much um, with with the defense on what they try to do. It, it could be a, a couple things here and there, but you got to remember how good Kyle Shanahan is with the 49ers. They're good. They 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 do a really good job. They're very well coached. Um, they're they're going to mix it up more than than Trey Lance sitting over there saying, "Watch for this, watch for that." It, 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 if it happens. So be it, but I just I don't think it's something that that goes on a whole lot in the NFL. Um, we got another text question here, Dave and uh, David in San Antonio said uh, Jalen Tolbert really stepping up uh, more as the season goes on. What do you think that his ceiling is? Could he be a difference maker? Uh, I think his ceiling is is I mean it can be a lot higher than this. I mean he has a chance to really be. I mean his ceiling is to probably be the second or third receiver on this team, uh, maybe next year. Um, probably I could see him being the third receiver just to see how it all shakes out. But I mean, he, he was really good. I mean, he's, he's playing with confidence. He showed his speed, uh, you know, and also special teams. If anything, if anything, he's got a spot to be a fourth receiver. 
I mean, a fourth receiver, because a fourth receiver does exactly what he did in that game. Catch a few passes, get in there on the outside, make some plays. Also, you're a special teams gunner. He went down there and made a uh, – that was a difference maker. That that play was huge. The way he he fought through stuff, go, went down there, made the tackle. You know, the easiest thing to do for a, for a receiver of those gunners is to run down the field fast. One of the hardest things to do is – is to not only do it while you're getting blocked, but have enough control to slow down and make the tackle. I mean, you can fly by there all the time. It's usually not the first guy. That guy whiffs. But to get down there that fast and then show enough control to break down and then make the tackle, that was a really, really impressive play. All right, uh, Anthony in Roswell, New Mexico, you're the next caller, probably the last caller. Uh, well, I called in to talk about the, you know, you, you just spoke on it where they bunch in instead of spreading out your offense and spread out that, that defense. Yeah. And, but it seems that they do that, but you just, just mentioned it. But wouldn't, wouldn't it be to where you go in, you know, your tight ends, a heavier line, and then you audible out, go wide, really have the wrong defense out there, and then run it? I mean, it seems it's better if you don't have 20 people blocking the goal line and run right up there. Um, but then my next point or question would be, do you, with this last game, do you think they're really forcing these wide receiver screens where teams that go every third play is a wide receiver screen, like they're overdoing it? I don't know if you yeah. think that or well, maybe I don't know. I mean, uh, the thing about it is, is uh, you would hope everything is a setup. You know what I mean? You, you hope that that you can you can use those receiver screens to kind of keep everything kind of close, and then go over the top. So, uh, you know, you, you you call plays so you can run other plays off of that and, and variations. And so, I you know, I think there's a plan in place, and it's not always in the same game. You know, everyone's watching that. Everyone sees. I watch for the bubble screens. They like to do that. Okay, yeah, and they might, and they might fake that. Throw it deep, that kind of stuff. So um, I, I, you know, I still, you're four games into the season. I think there's a lot of plays we haven't seen, a lot of wrinkles, and I, you know, I, I, I like that. I like throwing those short passes if your players can go make the play. To me, that's a run now. That's what a run is. I mean, you throw it to the outside. You get, you know, Gallup. Can he make the guy miss? Can he not? But it's by the time that he makes a move and go, it's six, seven yards, maybe even more than that. So that, that to me, that's a really good, healthy first down play. It's safe, safe throw. Also get your receiver out there and like I said it could set up things for down the road before the show I tweeted this out I said let's you know call call in the show um and I said who's the most underrated cowboy player ever so I, that I, when I tweeted that out I didn't really put it on the show but I have had some some guys that have that have thrown in Darren Woodson which you know I, he's not really underrated to me, but but the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame, then yeah, I guess he is. Bill Bates, I see a couple of uh, questions on here. Bill Bates, Bill Bates, Danny White. Um, so yeah, under underrated guys. I mean, Bill Bill Bates, you know they they were rated. I mean, you know, Bill Bates was one of the best special teams players uh, of all time. Uh, Darren Woodson, Danny White. Uh, you know, he obviously doesn't get a lot of the credit either. Um, all right. Last caller. Here we go. Uh, Ralph in Rollette. This is the last caller. Hey, what's going on, Nick? Man, uh, thanks for taking my call, man. It's, it's, I really enjoy your show, man. I listen to it when I go to work. Thank uh, you so much. Day. Appreciate that. But, uh, the most underrated player for me, uh, this is going back for me, uh, the 90s, uh, John Giesick. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he, when he, uh, he replaced Mark Stanowski, it was like, it, it was a, 
smooth transition. He he played guard and center, so yeah. I thought he was pretty underrated. And Thanks. and also, uh, uh, I think we we need to see more of a uh, Hunter Lipke. Okay. I think uh, he. Uh, I don't know about the injury. I I didn't. I don't know if, if anything's uh, Rico Dattle if he's hurt more or what. But I. I I don't. I don't. If, if they think they need to get some other running back or something, but I think they they should just uh, let see more of him because I think he uh, yeah. he he runs runs the ball with uh, some toughness and and he's 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 that uh, goal line guy that I think the Cowboys could use more of. But that's that's all I got. But uh, turn him loose. Thank you. They want to turn him loose. Let Lipke eat. Um, why not? I know another Nick that would definitely love that Nick Nick Harris. I mean, he if he hasn't started HunterLipkeFanClub.com yet, he's he's working on it. Uh, but but uh, he's he's been on that since the day that they got him in free agency, and um, and he's he's been really he's he's just like I said, he's just getting better and better, and he could be a guy that that could be um, a difference maker down there. Uh, but he's got to be able to do more than one thing. That's what a fullback does. You you got to be able to 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 when he's in the game, what is he going to do? You don't know exactly that, and that to me is a valuable player if he if he can do three things: catch it, run it, block it. You know what? What's he there to do? So uh, and so far he's shown that. John Geese, a great underrated player. You're right about that. Um, not many people, you know, re- remember him. He's not the guy that gets mentioned in those offensive lines. But you know, he he certainly was a a quality player. And and you got to have those glue guys like that that can do different things. They don't worry about the credit. They just go up there and get the job done. He, he was really good, really good. All right, um, all right. That's it. That's it. I see another. Yeah. Uh, Dave in San Antonio, he says Jay Novacek for most underrated. All right, uh, for that's it. That's it. All the time we have. Uh, Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storylines. It's been a good one. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,